Right, welcome to a, another episode of Elephant Out the Room, and it's the return of Topic Box. That's right. It's been <laughs> it's been a while, um, almost maybe over a year now since my last episode. But I've got guest of Frank Dawson. How you doing today? Pretty good. Nice. Pretty good. Uh, excited for the return of Topic Box. I cannot wait. <laughs> I can't. I'm very happy to be here for the return. <laughs> it's something that uh, I came up with on the spot a while back. Uh, as you can see, scroll down through my earlier episodes, but it's the idea that you come up with five, ten topics, throw them in a hat, mix them around, pick them out. Well, it's funny you say it because I today suggested to you, can we do a podcast where we, I don't know, make, we put themes in a generator and then you're straight away like, yep, brilliant, already done that, let's do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was it actually worked out quite well that yeah, you had yeah. that idea as well. But instead of uh, coming up with our own topics, we've actually found a website called capitalizemytitle.com hyphen random topic generator so Check we're going to be throwing topics and we'll have a couple of minutes maybe to discuss each one um so and in my experience it's always been quite a fun thing to do you have to think of off the top of your head and say some pretty random stuff about pretty random topics do you want to dive straight into things let's kick off fantastic so i'll ask the i'll ask the question and then we'll take turns in in, in answering it the first topic is, what type of kid were you? Bracket spoiled, rebellious, well-behaved, quiet, obnoxious. And I'm going to set a ba- I'm going to set a boundary of like between the ages of four and nine. Four and nine. <laughs> what? I can't remember. I was when I was four. <laughs> four years old. I think. I... Well, it's like you can. You know, it's like older. Can go I, up to early teens. Uh, I'll go early teens. I. I think I I think a lot of people change quite a lot when they're younger, but I definitely fritted around being very quiet at times. Then being once a teacher called me zany, which I got right. told. So I I got telling off for hiding under a desk, and they were like, "Look, I can tell you're not you're not a bad kid. You're zany, which apparently means hyperactive and attention seeking." <laughs> so, oh wow! <laughs> Is that a compliment? I shook his hand afterwards. It must be like, cheers, mate. Ian, a bit. Yeah. Cheers, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I changed quite a lot when I was a kid. Maybe like nervous at times. Every kid's a bit kind of uncertain, but generally pretty confident and always. I think like always up open to talk to whoever. Um, so I had quite a good friendship group and a lot of friends when I was at school growing up. So I think that naturally builds confidence confidence as well. Um, but I think generally I was always. If I was to choose one personality, it would be just quite easy going. Yeah. Quite laid back. Yeah. Well, how about you? What? Rebel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was a mix. I was a real mix. Early teens did very well. Very concentrated. Very focused. Uh, I was an in-betweener. So Great. I wasn't that lame. Neil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was never cool. But I had, a, yeah, had a, a nice amount of friends. And then age 14, 15, 16, I got put into a special form for people that weren't doing too well i got a report card oh um so yeah i went really went downhill so i became started off being yeah top of the class um in when i was like 10 11 um to just down towards the bottom at the end of school so yeah it's an interesting turn of events yeah you mentioned how you do change rapidly so it's based on your experiences a lot of it's based on who you make friends with as well for sure it's the crowd you're with you can get very easily like drawn into a wrong crowd when you're a kid and then it's yeah it's easy to get pulled into that sort of environment yeah but it's um i think most kids seem to be you know in that mix of like 
well behaved at, at times but you also everyone's got a bit of a naughty streak and everyone tries to be funny you know class clown you go kind of go through that whole plethora um and there's some people on massive ends like you've got that real class clown all the time <laughs> who would like throw pencils at the teacher or you know just do pretty crazy yeah, shit yeah. um the nutter the nutter yeah but he'd always stay at 305 for an extra hour um and so he wouldn't have that fun but he would it was worth it to make that class <laughs> laugh and then you'd have people who just sat at the front very quiet just cracked on with their work you barely ever heard them speak so there was a real you know there was two sides to that but generally there was a you know a middle where everyone would experiment with for yeah. sure yeah. are you on report now a uni or are you right i'm all right now <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad i'm not on report yeah <laughs> There was a few pieces of work I didn't submit on time last year, really? so five I don't know if hit. that counts. Sorry? Did you get a five-mark hit? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe I just got them repeated, okay. if that makes sense, yeah, or yeah. Re- reseated, yeah. Mm. That was the first topic. I enjoyed that. What's the best thing about travelling, and what's the worst thing? I'll let you go first. Brilliant. <laughs> best thing about travelling is eas- easily your how it opens you up to new experiences so i'll try and give an example whereby your interrelating is a good example you're traveling i was traveling over a period of about 20 days saw seven new cities it's just the experience of just seeing how different things operate how different people operate how there's different kind of cultural norms and means the different buildings the the weather in all these all these cities so yeah, that, I'd say that's that's the best thing about traveling. And the worst thing. The worst thing is the lack of routine. So it's the, I'm not a fan of just, you, you're constantly using different bathrooms. You know, you're never on the same loo. You never sit down <laughs> on the same loo. And that's a, that's a big do you thing. Do like a consistent seat? I do, yeah. I don't <laughs> want to have to wipe every time I'm, <laughs> I'm going to a new place. Um, and yeah, just... Oh, the seat you mean? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um <laughs> yeah not myself yeah um and just yeah the, the idea of uh money as well it's very it's a traveling tends to be quite an expensive thing as well so i'd I'd say those the, the main two negatives i'm someone who does like a bit of a routine to to get things going so what about yourself um I've, i agree with you on the uh culture front i think that is experiencing that that uh, city or that country that's completely different to where you're used to i really like arriving on the first day of holiday bags dropped and you sit down and you think i'm in i'm in a country that I'm, I'm not in like i'm not in england i'm in somewhere i'm wherever this mm. it's that comprehension where you've you've been a bit exhausted traveling uh and you kind of sit down and you think this is going to be great we can go out and we've got loads of nice food go out for drinks see All the, the sights i think the food is the main one particularly um yeah i mean like in fact, I think every single country I've ever been to and every country I will go to just has nice food. It, it, it's always the case. I can't think of anywhere that won't have nice food. Have you been to Italy? Oh, absolutely. It's Incredible. Unreal. Incredible. I can't... I've not had nicer food in my life. Oh, it is too good. I was actually going to... I So, we, beginning of the pod, when we were saying we were going to drop topics ourselves instead of going for this own generator, I was going to I was just gonna ask the question, favourite country? And it is for me, Italy. Mm. It's just so good. What do you like about it? Um, the whole, oh, it's the food front, it's the culture front. I like the scenery, um, and the the landscape and the whole feel of this warming environment. The people are nice. 
and there's so much differentiation in the the country itself. So I've I've spent a lot of time in northern Italy. Well, in holidays, I mean. Um, Whereabouts? So it'll be around. Um, it's like Tuscany. Well, it's kind of like that's more towards southern. But we've been spent some time in the Dolomite Mountains, um, and then around like Lake Como, which is a bit more central as well. But fantastic places. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, Have you heard of Imperia? Or Imperia? I don't think so. It's not too far from Milan. I think Milan's north, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. North west i w- I worked in imperia for four weeks in um in italy in the summer of 2019 oh really so i was uh, teaching i was living with an italian family um Are you teaching english teaching english to oh, the great. kids at the school yeah was it, it good was, it, was, oh, it was one of the best experiences i've ever had i, I absolutely That's, loved it oh, yeah just be- i got so lucky with the i mean the school was great and the work was very difficult i was working with italian kids aged four to six who didn't speak english um and i don't speak very good italian so I was thrown in the deep end, but living with my family, um, I actually lived with a guy who was a ex-professional cyclist. He was the coolest guy, and I'm still in touch with the family, so hopefully I'll go back and visit. Oh, brilliant but stuff. They had an amazing house. They had their own um, seafood restaurant by the by the sea, so you used to go to the beach every day after after class. I think, mm. I think you're bang on. I think everything about the people I met and the general vibe, the way of life, the food, the culture, is just brilliant. Yeah, unreal. Um just quickly, I think the worst thing for me is flying. I hate it. Do you get a bit stressed? Oh, so stressed. It's horrible. I hate it. I hate it. Everything to do with an airport. I don't like you waking don't like up airports? early. I don't like airport. I don't like waking up early. Like I always wake up. We always get flights at about like eight a.m. and like you get up at like half four. You go to Stansted or whatever. And when you get up at half four in the morning, you think, oh, I must be the only person in the country up at this time. You go to the airport and there's about a million other people it's up. It's not at... nice, is it? How, yeah. I, how is everyone up at half four in the morning? Yeah. And then you have to fly? I, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Do you... Because obviously there's uh, there's that time when... So I'm in there and it's I'm fine. But then when you start moving and you go up and you go, you're going up and you think, hang on, you know, this doesn't feel like we're actually going up that fast or... I, I, you know we should be high right now that's the bit i struggle with i cannot do it. i don't like being it it's weird so like people when people say they don't like f- flying they don't like the landing or the taken yeah the landing or the taking off whereas i don't like it where it you're at maximum altitude and you're just cruising because it's just, even it's but that's so like the whole time <laughs> so you're just constantly on edge oh, constantly on edge like sweating buckets and like that's why i usually just fall asleep i, just, I gotta sleep through it Take any meds to help that? I don't. I should do. Yeah, but sleep Zanny. tablet. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, <laughs> I think it's it's weird, right? Because you hear all the time, um, being an airplane is so much more safe than driving or it even is. walking the street. But it, it doesn't take away from the anxiety. There, there oh, is absolutely. something about the idea of of being in the air, and you're kind of not. You're thinking you're not supposed to be there. Not, I fully agree. I I think my thoughts run wild when we're cruising at high altitude or whatever and i've never been in like a scary plane situation i don't really experience any like turbulence or whatever but i just yeah i look at planes flying over leads and i think oh thank god i'm not in that plane right now and even though it's literally landing in about four minutes yeah i just think i look up and i think thank god i'm i, just, I think i might just get trained for the rest of my life <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah. i haven't been on a plane since train it to australia maybe yeah <laughs> cool that new zealand trip must have been a bit yeah i i kind of went into that on a whim and I think after that New Zealand trip, because I, I went around the world in 21 days, so you don't have time to think about the flights you're getting on. It was it was like, next flight, next flight, next flight. But afterwards, I remember 
coming back for Christmas. I think I landed on the twenty third, resting on resting until like Christmas Day, and then like comprehending that. I thought, oh, that flight over. I think the longest one was like thirteen hours. It was um, Auckland to San Francisco, flying over just water, and I was like, how did I survive that? It's crazy, isn't it? How- it was crazy i just i couldn't believe i remember looking at the little screen with the plane i was like right well this is it we're definitely not we're just not landing not gonna make it not gonna make it (laughs) not gonna happen what's your take on people that watch snakes on a plane or (laughs) con air on a plane you know or i'd watch that i'd watch snakes on a plane would you we wouldn't beat you out a bit no 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 No. it's it's more of it's more of just like a random idiosyncratic thing that i great word thank you I was waiting to throw it in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a little anxiety that I just build up before flying. That everyone gets. I think it's the intensity. It's busy. Um, yeah. One one more thing about an airport is how it's got no like windows or clocks. It's a very weird place. Like I'd be interested like to casino. meet someone. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I'd be interested to meet someone that works inside like a Weatherspoons or just in you know in a boots inside the terminal just to get their thoughts on. You know, you never have that uh, real sense of time. It's always quite busy. Mm. So I, I'd find it a very weird place to work. Yeah. There's always just a big rush and like, they always think, oh, have I forgot some in? Oh, what if I left in my bag? And it's, you drop bags off, and you're like, well, what if that bag's not going to make it? And oh, it's just a nightmare. So one of the people that we went to New Zealand with, his bag got lost in Singapore and he just didn't have anything. And oh, it's like, that's tough. I just, I can't handle this stress. <laughs> I, <laughs> we, we won't, uh, we won't dwell on it anymore. We'll, we'll move, move on. on can't handle this stress anymore <laughs> which tv show do you want your life to be like great question do i want my life to be like or do i think my life is like do you want your life to be like well i think my life at the moment is kind of like peep show <laughs> <laughs> but i want i want it to be we more i want it to be more like top gear <laughs> <laughs> nice nice okay. exciting something new every day fucking about wait can i say that <laughs> yeah <laughs> we are allowed to swear on elephant out the room <laughs> <laughs> um just general dossing about yeah I- i'd love imagine just like your three bros you're just going about in cars mm. wrecking havoc i'll make it sustainable though yeah yeah it'll electric be, cars only. it'll be electric cars only mm. and no one will get hurt and there'll be no like waste it'll be all renewables <laughs> Mm. I, like, I like the sound of that. I think that'll be quite exciting. That's like a while to come to. Yeah, but I no, I can't, I can't argue with that. I, I never watched it that much myself, but it's a very fun life to, to lead. Every episode's different. I remember growing up with thinking this is great. I know the three, the three of them aren't the best people, but it was just entertaining telly. Mm. I think I'd think about it differently now if I started watching it. But when I was growing up, you know, when you're like thirteen, fourteen, it's really good. Yeah, and I, I think. That's what my life. I'd like my life to be like something exciting, new, ev- new things every episode. New traveling the world, yeah. To do, that's true. Experiencing yeah different places as well. Absolutely, but it's more like peep show, <laughs> and I'm probably Jez <laughs> with a bit of Mark actually because I do like history. Yeah, and I, I think I think, I, I think I'm a bit geeky as well. I mix with Superhands then. Oh, oh, you're a mix of, you're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could be a bit Supans. You're a mix of every uh, of all of them together, yeah. I think. Gerard. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah. You're nothing like Gerard. Nah. Yeah, which is a good thing. That is a good thing. He's got a tube of but... his nose, a tube <laughs> of his nose. What about you? I'd say 
I don't can't think of what my life is like at the moment. Maybe something like fresh meat. Um, obviously, just being a student. I had a few thoughts, but I think I'm gonna have to go outside the box and something like Rick and Morty. Um, the main reason being, I don't I don't love the show. It's a, it is pretty funny, but imagine how cool it would be just the ability to travel to all these different worlds and places and times, um, and just experience. I think there was yeah. one episode where they met uh, Scary Terry. I think or something like that and you they went into his dream and then when when you're in his dream you could then go into someone that you've met in his dream. Oh is it not on Elm Street um rendition? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you're then in someone else's dream who's been dreamed about. So you know that kind of world is would be fascinating. It's it's not great in terms of I'd probably die pretty quickly. You know there's some really ropey places that they go to. There's a world there's a world where I don't think you're allowed to be a man. It's a, you know where you're world mm. by ruled by women, uh, which seems pretty cool, but I don't know how I'd fare over there. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'd have to go Rick and Morty. Good shout. Yeah, I did. Do you know what? Cartoons didn't cross my mind. I was going to say Scrap Heap Challenge, and I was like, what? What? Where? Going? I was like, where is my mind going? Go on, that's rubbish. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's just there. Doesn't even make sense. No, <laughs> it's <laughs> scrap. Yeah, it's not rubbish. It can be used. <laughs> yeah, but no, so good answers there. I like that. Right back at you with that. What is your favourite holiday? Go on. <laughs> I'm, do you know what? This is not my favourite one at all, so I'm not really answering the question, but I went to Iron Apple when I was 18 with the lads. <laughs> there was five of us. <laughs> and it was the worst holiday. It was the most memorable, but it's the worst holiday I've ever been on. It was seven days of we, we we were in a hotel that was a club basically so we just kept up all night all day mm. it was so hot because it's in cyprus yeah it was yeah. 35 degrees <laughs> i mean the people we encountered were pretty horrible everyone's just getting smashed you're not seeing a good side of people i went to a phone party where i nearly like couldn't breathe because the phone came up to here so i was like trying to trying to get some air because the phone was Probably like toxic foam as well yeah you know what's in that yeah when it was going into you yeah you were swallowing it so it wasn't ideal there was a moment when i was on the quad bikes at five in the morning i was a passenger and my friend was driving and uh yeah he nearly just crashed and we nearly died we didn't have helmets on absolutely smashed five in the morning um just so many i had to i was at a pool party and, and the dj said everyone jump in the pool i was the last one so I had to walk around and do five shots in front of about 100 people that were in the pool. Um, and I was hung over. So I did about three shots um, and spat one out. And then he pushed me in the pool in front of 100 people. <laughs> that was one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Um, That's too much pressure. Yeah, yeah. Especially when I was not feeling good. I was feeling a bit ropey anyway. <sighs> So yeah, I mean, it's not good. I um, didn't really answer the question, but I wanted to that was better share, to be fair. <laughs> share the you, you know you you hear it and you think I need to experience that that whole Iron Apple Magaluf kind of your eighteen experience. But I have to say, I'm not even sure. I'm glad I went. You know, people don't need to go. Basically, I so I also did the same sort of trend that you're mentioning. We went to MAGA after finishing A-levels. Oh, nice. I was only 17, though. Before she, they don't, they don't care about ID. You could so, be 16, I reckon. Literally. Um, although I did get... St- I did nearly get kicked out of the hotel for being underage and drinking, <laughs> which is quite scary. But you checked it. your ID? Um, we got different wrist, coloured wristbands depending on whether we were over or under 18 because it was a free bar and they don't check... They check ID at the desk and not when you're in there. So that's why you get different wristbands. 
but I found a loophole, but turned out not to be a loophole. And they threatened to call the Spanish police, but then it was all right. Nice. <laughs> Two hours into turning up. Yeah. But anyway, we yeah we established like these rules for when we're in Magan. We're like right, you know, we're like we'll respect if anyone like pulls, we'll 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 leave the room open and stuff. Like we'll, <laughs> we'll, we had all these rules. And we're like we've got to back up. We've got to back the lads. There yeah. were six of us, oh, no. and we rocked up to up to Magan. I remember going out in them. Um, chino shorts and a denim shirt and i had this blonde <laughs> quiff and like we're just strolling out i was in like loafers and i was like oh yeah. goodness me yeah by the time you just think <laughs> you just think this is it yeah, this is it boys this is it boys we're the lads we've made it oh, i was so like honestly it was so like in between us it really was like watching the in between us movie yeah, yeah but as yourself. they've got it nailed on i they mean do. my my best mate um on the fourth night he went out uh we went out at 1 a.m been pre-drinking at a hotel and he went out in flip-flops and swimming trunks to a club no no shirt it's gotta be done yeah it's just i I completely understand your but and then you're just kind of really skinny and small and you're just walking about like it's so funny isn't it there's all the beefcakes around there's a lot of beefcakes particularly in maga i imagine did you enjoy it though (laughs) do you know what at the time because i'd never been out before i thought wow this is great fun you know if you're sick like six guys (laughs) <laughs> six, six guys one maga <laughs> um and we enjoyed chatting about it. do you know what i actually had quite a good time like, a lot of people then said oh, i regret going but we chat we still chat about it now as the group that i went with me think that was actually like we wouldn't go again hmm. but kind of reflecting back on it we think wow that was actually so fun as if we actually did that like <laughs> it is crazy it's a crazy place isn't it yeah out there it's it's definitely a one and done thing Hmm. Um, and I'm actually not. Yeah, I'm happy we went. And yeah. I think a lot of the other people, a lot of my other mates I went with, they would also say the same thing. They're like, do you know what? It was actually sick. We went. Yeah, I don't regret going. It was a long time ago now. But you just wouldn't go now. You can't dwell on the. You can't dwell on a holiday you went on like six and a half years ago. Yeah, if you're regretting that now. Yeah, yeah. it's like well, we're thinking about something else to worry about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you went to Maga or you didn't go to Maga. Yeah. Surely you got bills to pay now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd rather go to Maga than pay bills, but yeah. Actually, I probably wouldn't. I'd rather pay bills than go to MAGA. <laughs> Is that how low, low it's gone down now? I just, would you rather pay like a water bill or go to MAGA? Yeah, I, I'd I probably, know. I'd probably rather, yeah, pay my bills. It's a nice feeling, and it would just be a lot of inconvenience now. Imagine just staying in MAGA for the whole for. It's not just like a week thing. Just imagine just being on the sesh the whole time. What being in that environment. What do you make of people that do seasons out there? Because I have to take my hats off. I Fair, yeah. can't believe that, you know, some people do it for about two months. Some um, people just, like, yeah, some people just enjoy doing it and it's, it's not for me. Yeah. Some people just love it, don't they? Love the sesh. Yeah. So that, in fact, that is my favourite holiday. Nice. That's the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our two favourite holidays, Magarin, <laughs> I and Napa. You say I, uh, we say Napa. That was the main, uh, main chart. Oh, God got another tv show one they're not really mixing the topics up too much what will be the future of tv shows frank to start i think a lot of it will be um reality tv based a lot and i think there might even be a combined game show reality tv show i think betting might be involved in reality shows not or is it already I mean, you can you can put a bet anything. on I'm a celeb winners X Factor. I think. I think there might be something to do with like live gam, 
maybe i think quite far in the distant future because there's a lot of decentralization around gambling particularly advertising on telly at the moment so i think that trend will continue but in the in quite a lot of the future a lot of this is very much influenced by what i've seen in black mirror but i think a lot of tv will be taken up with reality shows in the future which kind of is already they they're the things that are talked about and that's I mean, what's popular at, at the moment you look at squid i've never watched it but squid game is that a reality show mm, no it wasn't yeah well it kind of sort of because it is it, it is viewed by people as a sort of as a leisure thing it's very interesting like the squid game that's an, i've never actually really considered it as a reality show um but i can definitely see that as a it goes down to the hunger games aspect or a battle royale front that it's people's entertainment out of other people's demise i really you mentioned desensitization it's a great word and it's one that i'll use to describe how i feel about reality tv in terms of the way we look at people's lives in love island or big brother and you know people are going through like traumatic breakups or you know even like traumatic experiences in their lives and it's just kind of made to made for entertainment so i think we we kind of when we watch a lot of shows and you know you people on twitter really slating people on reality tv and i just think we're desensitized you know these are actually mm. people and they're actually their lives so i'm i get a bit worried about that i'm not a fan of um a lot of what reality tv is to be fair yeah, yeah. i'm not too i really don't watch much reality tv what what have you seen have you seen anything in the last few years um i really don't think i probably have watched reality tv because there's there's it's a bit of a gray area about what you classify as a reality tv show um but there's not one that i consistently watch there's a reality tv show quote unquote what are the biggest ones you got love island and i guess x factor yeah bake off bake off bake off's one i I think bake off is is one that i prefer i'd watch bake off yeah yeah it just it feels like you're watching a program that's based on people's talents of baking and obviously everyone cooks so you're kind of mixing a few things together and the presenters seem very likable and funny um i just kind of see the more negative side of a lot of the ones like love island or temptation island or those kind of vibes because i I worry about a younger generation that are watching this like early teens that are seeing how men and women communicate how they speak to each other how they treat each other so you've got a lot of scandals in the way they treat their relationships a lot of always getting with her seeing her Mm. um and you're kind of putting people that you know i don't know these people but they don't seem particularly likable in their aspects they're quite self-indulged and self-focused mm-hmm. and you know very focused on on their bodies and what what per, what person they're getting with so i don't think it's good to i mean if you're an adult you can do what you want but to the kids and teens that are growing up and seeing this behavior i, I just don't I, I don't see a positive correlation um yeah and it, it seems to be promoting behavior that's not that great basically but I'm not a fan of reality. I know a lot of people like it, so it's not terrible. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel quite distanced from the effects of reality shows, but absolutely, I'm aware of the damage it can cause, particularly with younger generation. I can't remember what it's called, but something about how like people want to be looking like Snapchat filters. It's an actual sort of condition, diagnosed condition. People wanting to appear like their stars um, or the stars that they kind of admire. I feel quite distanced from that. Yeah, but I think that's a the way I was brought up, the generation I'm part of, 
and my just different interests. I, do, I quite like The Apprentice, though. <laughs> yeah. I do like The Apprentice, but that's not really that's not been but, on for about two years. So yeah. But again, my issue with that Apprentice was, was great about eight years ago. I used to watch it all the time. It used to be about really business focused individuals um, working together to create a bit to create an idea or a product. The problem happened about four years ago. I was working with someone in a company, and he was a, he was a lovely guy, really nice guy. Mm. He was working in recruitment. It was a small health and safety company, and um, I got uh, got on with him, got to know him a bit. Anyway, I think I left the company, and so did he. A year later, he's on The Apprentice. No way. So he's in the top twelve or sixteen people in the UK that have applied for this show, and I just thought to myself, wow, like again, I can't really knock the guy in terms of his personality, but how how he got there based on his kind of business acumen or, you know, what his idea was. I was just very surprised and I thought, wow, there there seems to be look going after a personality rather than, you know, business acumen. So Absolutely. again, the, the, even the Apprentice has kind of lost my respect yeah. in terms of the way it's altered. Well, they're now looking for who's going to be good for publicity and characters. Um, how far did you make it with the guy you work with? I think he got top five. Which fair play. Yeah. Fair play. So he did all right. I'll be out first week, I reckon. <laughs> it's quite stressful, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to very much agree with what you said about the future. I'd probably add one more thing as well. I think we're going to be with the introduction of what word am I looking for? When you plug yourself in. Oh, AI, is it? Yeah, but yeah, right. with the introduction of that kind of AI, I think we're going to be in a position where you could plug yourself in and virtual reality. Kind of virtual reality, yeah. Inside the TV show. So, yeah. oh, great shot. When you're watching The Simpsons, for example, I've kind of had this idea of when you're watching a program, you you plug yourself in, and the first part will be that you're just in the TV show. So you, but you're not involved in. People aren't looking at you, but you're just kind of sitting in the same room as the TV show. So Friday night dinner, um, friends, you're kind of standing or sitting in Jerry's apartment, and you're watching them like play out the. Wow. Okay. The yeah. That's yeah. That that could be a potential future. I can fully see that. So and you'd obviously you'd be watching with a group of mates. You'd you'd all be on the the sofa. So you'd look round and you'd be in the same room. That's imagine the, imagine yeah. watching like your favorite film, but like you're standing at a different camera angle to what you've conventionally seen. Like like imagine if you could like go to the other side of the room and watch the conversation from like a different angle. But Saving Private Ryan, you remember the first scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine if you're in the boat. Yeah. So you're oh experiencing. You're mixing around and you're you're looking around, but you don't have to be looking at Tom Hanks the whole time. Yeah. You can be looking at. So but they'd have to remake the films to do that. You could probably digitize it somehow. Yeah. You wouldn't need like Spielberg to film like every possible angle. <laughs> but so would this be like? Is this the question where like every TV show is like that? So you're at the news and you're just sat next to like Jon Snow or like Jeremy Paxman. Mm. Is that or is it like that's an option? You can have two D telly. Yeah. Or is it like your VR all the time? I, I mean. Because VR is a scary thing, right? Because how, you could just plug yourself in for quite a long time if if you know if the reality is going to be that good. So yeah, yeah, because well, yeah, nothing else will ever live up to it. Oh, exactly. Mind if blown. You, if you can make a, I mean, you know, there are a lot of games, video games, um, that are fantastic, and you play them, and you're not really immersed in it because it's you know someone's created a perfect game, and if you're inside a virtual reality that's just perfect and you can do what you want, you know, like a GTA, you can just have any car that you want. How long are you going to stay in that if it becomes more and more immersive? Something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow, that's brilliant, that. Yeah. 
That's way better than me thinking about reality shows. <laughs> no, but I like. I think it's we had different. Pers- we had different like idea. I I I think I pr- provided like an insight on the trends that are going to kind of persist and gain more traction. Whereas like you've thought of like a new, complete different way of yeah. a new concept of TV that'd be <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah, that's true. Being, you know, you're actually part of TV rather than watching Imagine it. making meth with Walter White. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but I love your idea of the camera angle. So I'm trying to think of, like, if you think of really famous film scenes where you just watch it from a different angle. Yeah. In a way, though, it would it would be really immersive for you, but the best scenes are often from, like, a director's perfect envision of that scene. Like, camera angles are everything, and the way the camera's positioned is so paramount to a film, right? So if you yourself, we're not directors. Imagine we just stood in a complete wrangler and, oh, that was terrible. That was way too close to him. Yeah. I didn't see the thing have, in the background. Or have whatever. you seen Seven? Mm. You know, at the end when he says, what's in the box? <laughs> Imagine if you were just standing behind him yeah. and then you just didn't see what was in the box like, because you're standing behind Literally. Brad, Brad Pitt. So then, yeah, you're right. The, the, the angles and the have been created in the best way possible. So why mess that up? That's true. But then it would be really cool to take your own like perspective in in your favorite film to be complete yeah to just be almost like an actor in your favorite film but that'll be really cool yeah that'll be really cool i can totally see that Mm. i can see that being like a sort of vr experience thing rather than like all telly is like vr i can imagine it being a some sort of activities place where you get five minutes you have a selection of films and you can be a character in it and you put on like a one of them green suits or like a VR headset. Oh, the future is exciting. Yeah. It, it feels like, yeah, just watching a film now is just going to... I can't believe we just used to sit and watch a film. <laughs> How crazy was that? Should we rattle off a couple more topics? Absolutely. Which recent news story is the most interesting? Oh, it's going to make me bad because I need to follow the news more. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't, I haven't watched the news in about three, four weeks. I've not seen. I, I can't really answer the, the thing question. Thing is, it's not necessarily what's interesting because it's a lot of the same thing over and over. Particularly with COVID, the main piece of news was the mask coming out. I mean, this this is recorded in early December. It might be uploaded a lot later, but that's been the main news story again. But yeah. I, I mean, I was I didn't even see it. I, I was told I, I don't. Actually, I'm going to ask you a slightly different question to what we've been given i'm in a position where i don't watch any news and i have a few people that say to me as good as that is you know you need to be aware of you know somewhat of of news and i don't know what's your what's your take on that how much news should you digest and and where should you look to digest that news from big question that could could be a whole pod (laughs) yeah really good literally be a whole pod so I know that I don't expose myself to that much news, which I, I should do. I just, I just don't, um, which I, I need to address. Why and do you? I, th- but why do you think you need to? Why is it important? Just become more aware of the world. And I see my dad reading a newspaper, so every day he goes and gets a Guardian, reliable source, and he reads the whole thing back to front, and he's so knowledgeable, and he just knows everything about everything, and I. I'm quite inspired by like his um, dedication to reading the news, and he just absolutely loves it. Um, and it makes me feel like I need to be. He's getting to yeah, getting to an age where I need to be more knowledgeable about it. 
And a lot of the news that I read are phone articles, which he wouldn't dream of. Mm. It's <laughs> so, good to, yeah, it's good to read like paper form. It, it feels like a lot more effort's gone into the design of that. Whereas I'm very skeptical of news online, which is very quick to write especially news on social media i don't really absolutely yeah so a lot of the news i get fed at the moment is definitely through bbc news um i think that's the only news app that i receive notifications from it's probably the only news app i actually have i think bbc sport bbc news seem very just solid that that's just what i've grown up with i always check that now and again i think you're yeah yeah but i find i'm finding it difficult now to recall a news story that I've read and thought that was interesting. I, it's just not been something, and that's not necessarily our fault for not being exposed to it enough. It's just that there's not enough interesting news at the moment. Perhaps, what one of the reasons I stopped watching news about it's probably about a few months ago now that I really like stopped um, was just what I was getting from it. Um, it was very most news is extremely negative and very almost slightly divisive at times. So you you find yourself getting a bit angered maybe by particular news stories, and that could be you know a shooting, some something someone's done. Mm. It, it, there could be a variety of reasons, but I'm glad that I don't. I just feel better about the day. I don't really think about it, but at the same token, part of me thinks, wow, I need to have a bit more understanding of of what's going on yeah. across the world. So it's about trying to find the balance, I guess. Absolutely. That's a that's a hard one actually. Something to think about. Absolutely, to it, yeah. yeah. Maybe do a, a little experiment where we expose ourselves to a different news website each day. Uh, Daily Bell Tuesday. <laughs> no. Oh, yes. <laughs> Never going on that. I used to go on that, actually, when I was about 18, 19 um, at work. And really? Yeah, it's a ter- terrible... Um, I don't know, just so bad in, in so many ways. One of the stories was... One of the main stories, I always remember this, was a, a woman from Towie stepping into a puddle. So it's like Lauren Goodger... Uh, steps into a puddle in new dress and oh, I, I, I just couldn't believe what i was reading <laughs> uh, they they made a story out of it and i just who thought, writes this oh, i don't know so yeah there's a lot that puts me off but that we can do an experiment where we look at a different news i'd quite like to do day. that i'd like to give a week of maybe exposing myself to um new news or a different format of news so we've just straight away gone for like quite obvious choices so bbc news daily mail but i as of the other day i received uh my quarterly like, academic journal for the institute of environmental science which is packed of fresh news in the environmental and sustainability world which i haven't read i, I sat down with it today i just went on my phone <laughs> i couldn't believe i did that and i do it every day so i need to really stick to it so do you know what i'm giving myself some homework and next week i'm going to read it back to front and then go test my dad. Yeah, and nice. see what he knows. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that'd be a good experiment. Yeah, we'll do one more topic and then we'll finish it up for the day because me and Frank have got a football match to watch. We do. It's a big game. A fight might break out. <laughs> Man United Arsenal. For those who are asking, <laughs> what is or was your favourite subject? So let's look at this question. Do favourite and least favourite, I reckon. Yeah, and let's look at it in terms of take yourself back to school. I'd say um, maybe year 10, year 11 and think about the subjects you were doing and answer it in, in that respect. PE. Best? PE was so good. Oh, everyone loved PE. When you see you've got, when you see you've got like in the same day, 
you've got pshe oh there's a film <laughs> then you've got tech oh i'm gonna make some wooden box oh games pe after like it's brilliant so good after lunch and then oh yeah the teacher will let us go home early because we got pe last yeah easy half two finish whack a tennis <laughs> ball around kick a ball what was your main thing that you focused on we did rotations of pe stuff i, I assume a lot of schools are the same um so you would do I, I i'm quite good at a lot i'm good at a lot of sports but not excellent at one for example so i remember this i was in top set pe if we even even if we had top set i'm pretty sure we did but i remember doing the rugby rotation and just getting absolutely crushed <laughs> absolutely crushed because <laughs> a lot of people who are good at sports are quite i didn't at school people were just well built i was i wasn't that big at school were you were you fast like so i was quick so i was really good at um, racket sports and i was good at football and i was good at swimming so i kind of put in that upper bracket of um of pe and then it comes down to rugby and life ended mm. it was it was like being in a war <laughs> i was ducking and covering yeah <laughs> i remember this really embarrassing moment so we we're playing we had these things called interforms which are like every few months you would have a day of just pure pe for that particular um for that particular sport and i remember at rugby it, we do it in forms and i remember being told to get stuck in i was like, oh, i don't want to do it i don't want to do it and then i thought do you know what i'm gonna get stuck in and i went and tackled this guy who just didn't have the ball and he turned around and shouted at me and my confidence went completely got like, were you thinking this american football kind of vibe i or? just completely like well i didn't even take him out i probably went and hugged him from behind and tried to like lift him up a bit you're thinking what's going on mate no, the ball's over there. he turned around and was like, what are you doing i was like <laughs> oh sorry i thought you had the ball and it, it was over there <laughs> i remember that so clearly and like so I, I remember within 10 seconds i was like i am gonna get stuck in i am gonna get my my hands dirty and then 10 seconds like literally after that I just got told off yeah. by some And then you never did it again. Never did it again. Never tackled again. I think I subbed myself. He's got the ball, Frank. He's got the ball. I'm not <laughs> going to tackle him. Um, he's pretty good. What about your worst? Worst? Um, I wasn't very good at maths. I actually hated maths. I, lesson was boring. And... Just didn't add up, did it? <laughs> 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 uh, 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 I need a pun. <laughs> you're too you're too good at this <laughs> i didn't like oh, i'm not very mathematical and the lessons were a, such a droll yeah uh, I, well funny enough maths was one of my favorites but i it's one of those i can see why people it's a marmite like subject it. yeah yeah you do either love it or hate it um and there's, there's some things that you do in maths and you just think why but there are some people who are great at it so they hate it but deep down they absolutely love it mm. I mean, there's even like a math society at uni that I think is, I imagine is quite popular. A lot of people study it, actually. A lot of people do maths and music in my course. Really? Yeah. A little oh, wow. mix. That's an interesting mix, yeah. It's, um, I think part of the reason is maths, uh, music is, part of it is very mathematical in the way it works. Right. In the way you, you compose music, do you think? Yeah. And it's quite like format based or? Yeah, I think so. I think formula based, maybe. Yeah, with a lot of, um, particularly now, more more so than ever, with a lot of um, ways to make music using technologies such as online um, platforms as well. Mm. It's very much particular meter, a particular beat, very mathematical process. I can see that. In fact, there's some um, one of my modules we've we've kind of got music. We've got record different tracks and we put them all together. And you just look at it and you think, wow, that's a very ma- very mathematical, very methodical approach. Mm. 
to making music which hasn't probably been seen quite as much when you were actually playing an instrument it's a lot more creative a lot more freedom so interesting change um i'm just gonna yeah i'd probably add that my favorite subject was drama um music was very good but drama was fantastic i loved in fact i wanted to be an actor at some at one point in my life but i loved the i can see that i can see you being <laughs> you've got the skin and the hair for it like, yeah <laughs> you definitely got, yeah i can see an actor out of you yeah i i mean i would never say the smooth skin never. the nice like <laughs> the nice complexion yeah i'll take that yeah cheers mate no i think i just loved being i loved being on stage uh loved the the buzz of performances um i've been in a few performances myself in front of uh crowds of about 200 people how was that loved it i was, I was, so I was 16 years old and the lead dropped out so i had to i had to play the lead at what was early last minute it was called accrington pals right it was at Erith playhouse which probably had a capacity of about 200 250 people performed five six nights um and it was world war Two play about me going off to war um, oh wow so yeah it was it was a crazy experience as i say i was only 16 coming on 17 um the the woman i was my love interest i think she was 37 um in real life so mm. that was an interesting uh <laughs> interesting vibe but yeah i loved it my speaking to my friends the other day about it and they said i'm sorry mate your accent was terrible really yeah i had to do a northern accent oh so i had to oh. be like oh it's it's renning steroids out there <laughs> it was honestly trash um but people you know people liked it they realized i was young so they gave me the benefit of the doubt <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy oh wow yeah i do you I, like drama a bit of acting i think in terms of a performance front i'll be very shy i admire the i admire when people can put themselves in a drama in their drama shoes and do a great performance a lot of my mates actually one of my best pals kwame shout out <laughs> he is an unbelievable uh screenwriter actor director um and i went down to see his play for a dissertation where he wrote the entire thing directed the set um and actors in it as well and wow. it was just absolutely amazing and it was a completely fresh uh screenplay around it was around it was um it was a, a story about um a character who wanted to commit suicide then was stopped at a bridge by this this um girl they basically became friendly they didn't know each other before and there was an absolutely fantastic um ambiguous end it's none of it wasn't corny in a sense where like they did get together but it, it was had that perfect flirtatious good character like interaction between the um all of the actors but also was it touching on the subject of like mental instability and it was absolutely fantastic Sounds fantastic it was, a, Very it was a complete round of applause at the end standing up and everything wow but anyway like, i've always admired that because i thought that was incredible i'd never be able to do that <laughs> not in a not a chance yeah again it, it feels a bit like maths people really people that live at, like acting are so into it is their lives and then some people love watching film like you love watching films but you can never picture yourself necessarily getting on stage or that, that theater kind of vibe it's i think every, everyone's been an actor at one point mm. I remember watching Transformers. I was like, oh, that's so, I want to be an actor now. You want to play one of the robots? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Optimus Frank. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we'll, or you could speak about this all day. Topic Box has do. been a very good return, I have to say. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's, and this website is brilliant. I'd direct anyone to it um, because it just gives you 
you have to think on the spot there's interesting topics um you speak about things that you've never spoken about before it's yeah it's very good i thoroughly enjoy this i probably preferred it more than if we put our own conversations in mm. yeah so going forward would you be up for another topic box Absolutely. episode fantastic bring me back for some more <laughs> <laughs> well, we've just recorded two in a row here at studio two with frank dawson um second of december getting into those christmasy vibes and now we're off to watch man united versus arsenal so thank you very much for listening really appreciate uh, continuous support support from uh, from people that tune in and uh, always get in touch if you want to be on the episode you know I've had a lot of new debutants recently and I thoroughly uh, enjoyed it yeah. I I advocate anyone to uh, stand up to the challenge <laughs> the, rise the to challenge. it rise to the occasion yeah <laughs> thank you very much for listening thanks for coming on again Frank thank you very much